everyone and welcome back to Nimeo Beam. I apologize for the delay and consistency, um, but the Holy Spirit is definitely putting it on my heart concerning this episode. I post as he leads and today he's leading me to post on the topic of endings. For the last couple years now, my heart has been struggling to heal from endings. And by endings, I mean the end of friendships, the end of relationships, and the end of seasons in my life. Mentally, I have a very difficult time letting go of people that mattered to me and situations that deeply hurt me. And the last one year has been ending after ending after ending, tears after tears after tears. Thankfully, he's been helping my mind and heart to heal from this season of my life, and I would like to share what I have learned from him so far in my journey. First, I would like to share with you a poem I wrote in the midst of my pain. We were meant to let things go. We were never made to hold on too tightly. We lend a hand to others because we were not made to hold on to our kindness, We create because we were not made to hold on to our ideas. We smile because we were not made to hide our joy. We cry because we were not made to hold on to our pain. We grieve because we were not made to hold on to our love. As always, let's start with scripture because there is a scripture for every situation in life. Our scripture for this podcast is going to be Ecclesiastes 7, 8. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. We're going to break up this Ecclesiastes verse into part A and part B. Part A is the part that most people have heard and often remember the most. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. Now, why would God, a God who values unity, say that the ending, a subsequent division of something, be better than its beginning? Well, I have a few reasons why his statement is true and your doubt is unnecessary. Let's start with Revelations chapter 22, verse 6, which reminds us that his word is faithful and true. Or perhaps we should go to Psalm 119, verse 105, which comforts us that his word is a lamp to our feet and a light unto our path. Or perhaps Psalm chapter 33, verse 4, confirming to us that the word of the Lord is right and all his works are done in truth. Now that we've established that his word is true, let's take a deeper look into the aftermath of endings. Because his word is true, that must mean Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 8 is true and that even the most painful endings are for the best. Even the relationships you do not want to end are better off dead than alive. The tears shed at realizations that a thing must in fact come to an end or as blessed as, as the smiles that were bright when it first began. Grieving is not only for dead people, but for dead situations, relationships, and seasons as well. We naturally, as humans, grieve death, and we ought to grieve dead places and things as much as we grieve dead people. We cry when we leave places that birthed our most cherished memories because we know that the end has come. We shed tears at graduations because we know that the end of a vital season in our life has come to an end. The end of a thing is as beautiful, if not more, than the beginning and the middle. 
because it gifts us. The end comes with concealed gifts of memories, clarity, hindsight, and for some, peace and joy. Death has a funny way of uncovering just how well we truly love. It reveals how deep or shallow our love was. It uncovers our shortcomings and regrets. In my endings, either all of a sudden or after intense reflection, I have both clarity and hindsight. All of a sudden, my vision is clear on where I or they went wrong and right. All of a sudden, I see how things could have been handled differently, what I should have said in love and what I should not have said out of frustration. All of a sudden, I see where insecurities and pride blinded me, what I should have spoken up about and what I should have let go. All of a sudden, I see where I needed God when I thought it was too simple to take into prayer. It is often the little simple matters that lead to both unnecessary and necessary endings. It's the accumulation of the little things that cause the biggest problems. It's often things like intent that end relationships that should not have ended or should have ended earlier. One major takeaway from one of my endings is such a tiny principle that holds so much power. If it does not or would not make them happy or comfortable in the slightest, you do not do it even if it would make you happy. This is not to say you shouldn't pursue your dreams because it would make X and Y upset, but this is more for simple matters. If I know going somewhere would make my friend upset or uncomfortable, I would not coerce them to go because that place does not cause me discomfort or unhappiness. Would you eat cake and sweets in front of a friend who is struggling to eat healthy or would you be considered enough to not eat that around them? You know your brother is struggling with self-harm. Wouldn't you watch how you speak about scars? It's not about filtering yourself or diluting who you are to make others comfortable. It's not that at all. It's human decency. Consideration of others' emotions and comforts. Do you love them enough to honor them in tiny ways or is it just the major ways that matters to you? When they ask you to stop doing something, do you find yourself getting angry each time? When they express your their discomfort with a person, thing, or in a place you're comfortable with, do you tell them it's no big deal or do you still have them tag along? Are you considered enough to support your friends and family who have chosen to not drink anymore by not drinking around them or is their self-control not an area of their lives you're willing to support? Is it only their tangible goals you support or can you support their mental and spiritual goals as well? Think on that. Let's talk about the part B of our text, of our scripture, I should say. When I was asking God how I would heal from this type of pain, and this pain specifically is the end of a childhood friendship. He led me to reread and meditate on the latter part of Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 8, which states, And the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. He made me mad at first because I didn't understand and I hated anything that has to do with patience. I knew the answer would involve time and lots of it, but it also taught me that it would take humility to heal. It takes humility to heal because you have to confess that you are in fact hurt. Whether the pain is deep or shallow, the pain exists and you must acknowledge it. I just recently admitted to myself and said out loud in prayer that I was hurt about the matter. 
I was hurt that we are no longer friends. I was hurt that this person, these people are no longer in my lives. After a year and a half walking around numb and indifferent, pretending like I wasn't hurt, I finally broke down. There's a hymn that goes, Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. I missed them and I was hurt about our relationship that had ended. I spent all that time suppressing my pain by pretending to be okay when I could have spent it healing. That's what pride does. It blocks our ability to feel. What you don't feel, you don't heal. And God loves us too much to leave us hurt. For me, my emotions are one of his ways of communicating to me to draw near, to pray, to seek him, to get rid of all that dirt. He's too loving to leave me in my worries, in my stress, in, in my tears. Satan hates you too much to tell you you're not okay. He will tell you just the opposite. Once you deny your pain, a hardness of heart is soon to follow. A heart that teaches itself to not feel anything that could bring it pain. You'll allow your heart to harden and before you know it, you start believing that your bitterness is justified. Satan would rather allow you to not go through the necessary emotions because that would mean you would have to heal. That would mean you acknowledging that you cannot heal yourself. That would mean you possibly acknowledging that you would have to run into the loving arms of Jesus to heal. For there is no true healing outside of him. Healing requires humility as much as it requires patience. Be humble before God about your pain so he can heal you. There is no peace for those who do not humble themselves before God. None. You're lying to yourself. You are not at peace. Now, not one bit. You will keep having what-ifs and dreaming up scenarios that will never and would never happen if you don't let go of your disappointment. The friendship ended. It hurt me. And that's okay. If we refuse to lay our pain and disappointment at his feet, then we will never see the good that comes with endings as he intended for us to see. Instead, we may see the good through a bitter lens rather than through a lens of humility. God understands the pain that follows endings. He knows just how much that friendship meant to me and just how painful it was for me to see it end and to see it end in the way that it did. He understands the intricacies of my tears. He too wept. He too has been used and misunderstood. He understands your pain more than anyone else, and he understands it enough to warn you that you are hurting. Satan hates you too much to let you know that you are hurting because he thrives off of our pain. So now that we know healing takes not only time, but also humility, how do we practically overcome the heavy sorrow that comes with endings? How can I love someone from a distance, like genuinely love them too? None of that fake woke type of love. First, pray for them. Anytime they pop into your mind, say a prayer for them. That has really helped me release animosity because you can't hate someone you pray for. 
literally actually can't and if you do you're wicked honestly you are wicked go and fix that and for the second and last practical tip i'd like to lead you to isaiah chapter 61 verse 3 to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. That was a lot. But the short answer is praise. For the spirit of heaviness, put on a garment of praise, says the Lord. Praise him for the end. With your heart aching about the loss, find the strength to thank him for the opportunity to love and or be loved. Through your tears of disappointment, open your mouth with whispers of praise. The end can be beautiful if you allow him to beautify it. Just because it hurts too much does not mean it was not supposed to end. Praise him for the opportunity to experience connection. Praise him for the opportunity to experience healing. Praise him for the opportunity to cherish someone, something, or somewhere. Praise him for the opportunity to mourn, for joy. We were meant to let things go. We were never made to hold on too tightly. We smile because we were not made to keep our joy to ourselves. We cry because we were not made to hold on to our pain. We lend a hand to others because we were not made to hold on to our kindness. We create because we were not made to hide our ideas. We share our accomplishments because we were not made to keep our testimonies to ourselves. We grieve because we were not made to hold on to our love for others. He uses our smiles to warm the hearts of others. He uses our pain to show others they are not alone. He uses our ideas to solve the problems of others. He uses our joy to contaminate the discouraged hearts of the dejected. He uses our endings to launch us into new beginnings. He uses our tears to water our breakthroughs. He cannot use what you will not let go. We were meant to let things go. And if the hurt is worth the price for all I lost, how kind of God. Through my endings, he refined me. You know, I've been singing that song by Maverick City Refiner and ouch. Father, I thank you for the end. I thank you for my endings, the ones I never wanted to end and the ones that I lacked the courage to end earlier. Thank you for the gift of pain because it has the power to draw me near to you. Thank you, O oh Lord, for the wisdom that has come from this season of my life. Thank you for the maturity that has come from my tears. Thank you, O oh Lord, for the lessons that I have learned throughout this period of my life. I pray that those who are in pain over one situation or the other and have found themselves drawing farther away from you, May your spirit let them know who their real enemy is. Open the eyes of their heart, Lord. I pray for myself and anyone else still healing from one ending or another. May our healing end with immense joy, 
immense peace and immense laughter. May you mature me to the point that I look back and smile in gratitude rather than wish for that time back. Grant me the grace to not hold on to seasons, people, and things too tightly. May I hold on to things with wisdom, tight enough to not take them for granted, but loose enough to let go when it's time to let go. Thank you for getting me to this point of understanding and healing, Father. I pray you grant the same to everyone listening and willing to heal from their own painful, disappointing, or embarrassing endings. Father God in heaven, I pray that you bless every single ear listening. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. I pray that you were touched by this episode. I pray that it opens your eyes to see the endings of your life a bit more differently. And I pray that you would handle the endings in your life God's way. Honestly, give it to him. He is in the business of beautification. He will beautify all that concerns you, all the ugly parts of you, and just give it to him at... When, when you're praying, just hand it over to him. Honestly, I just, he bottles up your tears and he uses your tears to water your breakthroughs. He uses your tears to water your healing. And I am a living testimony of that. Because if you see the way I cried over this ended friendship, I'm all, you, you, let's, let's not even get into it. But it is okay to miss people. It is okay to have things end. I guess that's just how life goes. But if it was not meant to end, whatever friendship, whatever relationship was not meant to end, I pray that God, who is also a God of restoration, would restore all that was lost if it be his will. If it is not in his will that you two be in each other's lives, it is okay. You will be okay. Wipe your tears and keep going. Thank you for listening. Until next time, this is Nime Nobim. Bye bye.